Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, brought to you by SB Nation on the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube and Podcast Network. This week, hometown boy, good friend of the show, Ryan Thomas from Thomas Takes Sports Podcast will be joining us as we discuss the heat of the match, what's going to happen to the future of this team, and are we really looking at a contender? Here we go. It's about to go. This is the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast, where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should, because I'm sick, 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 the real deal. And you know I got a shout out to Buffalo Bills. Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax. This is the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Let go! Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome in. Ryan Thomas, sir, how are you? Did I lose you, Ryan? Looks like we might have a little uh, technical difficulty over there with Ryan. So while we're getting him uh, connected back or catching up with us, what's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the show. Uh, this week, we're going to be sitting down with Ryan Thomas and hanging out and chatting about the match. We're going to be chatting about, you know, what else is going on with the Buffalo Bills, you know, moving forward through OTAs and everything of that nature. And we're also going to be chatting up kind of a lot of people in the in the Buffalo community right now are uh, trying to decide if they think that this team is actually a true contender or not. Uh, you know, I think it's one of those things where it's like we have all the firepower and everything else that you would uh, imagine is out there. Um, and you, it's something that you think you could actually really get to at this point. We've been so close, right? I mean, we've seen it so many times. It's happened on so many different opportunities that we are basically going to be sitting in a position. Sorry, let me clean this up for you guys. We're going to be sitting in a position where we basically are ready to be a football contender for the Super Bowl. So that's what Ryan and I are going to talk about today. We'll see if he gets back on uh, here before too long, um, if we get an opportunity to chat with him. But anyway, uh, like we do you know, every week, I'm going to wait because Ryan, if he does jump back on, uh, he is actually going to be the guy that would be giving us the uh, the charity of the week. You know, So every time that we bring a guest on, uh, we do like to actually let them you know, provide the charity of the week and kind of give us a reason and explanation why they did that. So kind of just why we wait uh, to see if he pops back on. What's up with everybody out there uh, this week? Like there's golf fans everywhere, right? Like I don't know if you guys are golf fans. I'm a golf fan. Um, the match is cool. I think it's a, a cool spin on uh, getting people invested into golf uh, and just kind of a different way to get people to look at what's going on. Um, because if you, if you actually like the game of golf, you're, it's cool to watch, you know, the other guys do it, um, you know, watch PGA tour, but it's when you actually get to like, let's see, it looks like Ryan might be uh, coming back here with us. Let's see. I think we're back, Ryan. You back in I, there with us? I, I think I'm back. Yeah. As soon as I, I sincerely apologize. As soon as uh, the intro started, I uh, I got uh, bumped out. So right, here I am. Here I am. Well, we're, we're that's good. all right. I've been holding the fort down while you've been gone. Um, uh, we didn't hit the charity yet because I wanted you to get here. But let's start over a little bit. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, Colt. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. 
Yeah, dude, I'm really happy to get a chance to sit down with you. Uh, you know, kind of in the opener there for you that hearing this, uh, Ryan and I, we've been we've known each other like three plus years now, kind of been interacting in the community back and forth a little bit. Um, so I really wanted to sit down with just him. And, you know, this offseason, it's tough to find things that you really kind of want to talk about and what's happening. We've had some things happen today that gave us some more things and earlier this week. And, you know, I was Ryan, I was kind of chatting about the match right now and um, just how exciting it is for, you know, people, because when I play golf, I, I, I'm, I'm shit talking to everybody I'm playing with, right? So it's cool to kind of get to hear these guys talking crap to each other because you know that they're doing that on the PGA Tour, but you're not really getting to hear it, right? Did you enjoy the match? I did. I've actually taken up golf over the last, I'd say, three, four years, and I've really ramped it up in 2020 when COVID happened. I had nothing really else to do. The golf was the only thing I really had to lean on during that time to keep me busy. So, you know, the fact that the matches happened these last few years, you had Peyton Manning, you have Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they've all played in it. To get Josh Allen in the match, it obviously changed the rooting interest, uh, amped up the rooting interest for Bill's Mafia and then some. Um, so I had to tune in, and uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoy the spectacle of it. I enjoy seeing how athletic these guys actually are, um, despite the fact that they're not golfers, they're quarterbacks, they're NFL quarterbacks. I was very impressed with Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. I felt like it was the uh, Rodgers and Mahomes show, if you will, whereas Brady and Allen, uh, they should be glad that they're quarterbacks and that they're not <laughs> <Right>. golfers. <laughs> so I think you fun. are uh... – yeah, I think you heard Josh Allen. I, I don't know if you saw that tweet where he was like, I hope your back's okay from having to carry me all day to Patrick Mahomes, right? It's like basically what he told him. So, yeah, uh, it was still fun to watch, though. And, you know, the stuff coming out of it was great. So it was a good time. But before we really dive too much further into things, because we usually do kick off, you know, at the top with highlighting the charity, I kind of let everybody know, Ryan, that we we're going to be highlighting your charity this week. Um, so why don't you go ahead and uh, let everybody know who you're going to be highlighting for the week and kind of why yeah, so um, I'll be highlighting uh, St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital. Um, I've always said that the future of this generation is children, children are the future. And when I have seen, uh, when I've coached and when I've seen kids uh, over the years have illnesses that are life-threatening, um, I've seen St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital step up for them, and it's made me want to pay it forward back to them. So uh, St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital is my organization that I've always contributed to and is one that uh, I wanted to profile uh, on the show today. Uh, they've done a, a phenomenal job of taking care of children that are, are terminal, taking, ch taking care of children uh, that have had to go through adversity that no child should have to go through uh, and no parent should have to go through as well. Um, and St. Jude's has always been a, a charity that is near and dear to my heart. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good choice. I know this is, you know, it's an organization that's been around for a long time. Uh, they do a lot of good work. You guys just head over to stjudes.org. You can find out everything that they have to offer, how you can help out, resources, all that kind of stuff. So when I said that we uh, don't always have things to talk about, it was actually brought up in the chat, and I was waiting to see if anybody else was going to say this. But apparently, from what I'm reading here, it looks like Tavon Austin has signed with the Bills. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, per his per his IG account, it, it appears that uh, he is he has signed with the Bills. Interesting, very much. Uh, that that adds even more speed, right, to this wide receiver core that already has obviously Stephon Diggs, Davis, but 
Marquez Stevenson, some of those back end guys, and Khalil Shakur, who they drafted, um, more speed added to the to the skill position of wide receiver, and that's something that Brandon Bean really talked about after they lost that game to Kansas City is that they need more speed on their offense. When they're going up against an offense with speed, it makes you wonder, do we need some speed too? And they've added some more. Yeah, I mean, I think this all speaks to, I don't know if you've heard this, uh, but earlier in the week, Josh Allen had kind of said that Ken Dorsey just always wants to attack. It's just like he just wants to go, right? So this this all feels like it, it just aligns. And I, I like this addition as well too because um, – there is, is as much as Stefan Diggs is the senior kind of leader and you have Crowder in the room now and you have Kumaro, you don't really necessarily have a ton of veteran leadership to be able to handle situations. And you know that McDermott and Bean love that. They've brought a guy in like that every year. Crowder was part of that, but I think there's just more of it. There's a ton of youth and I think that they like this. So it's an interesting move. Yeah, for the- sure. For sure, and and one that you know if we're talking about you know storylines in this off season and racking our brain as far as what are some big storylines. That to me, the storyline of of Ken Dorsey becoming the new offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. That to me is the biggest storyline uh, this off season. Taking over for Brian Dable, who you know it was one week the offense was red hot, and another week you know sometimes the offense was a little bit lackluster. In certain weeks, I'm talking about Jacksonville here. So before everyone loses their minds, they did have that stinker against Jacksonville mm-hmm. that I can't just I can't wrap my head around it to this day, Cole. I'm still having a hard time with that game. But um, Ken Dorsey, I think, is going to provide a new uh, attack mode, as he's mentioned, to this offense. And I'm very curious to see how this offense looks in terms of balance in comparison. Will it be as balanced? Will it be less balanced? Will it be more balanced? I'm very curious to see in terms of Ken Dorsey as an OC. Yeah, I mean, I like I everything you hear about him, everything you're hearing about him during the offseason, he might go, he might do this, right? You felt like he was going to be the guy the whole time, or at least I did. I mean, I didn't really think he would give up being able to coach with Josh Allen to go coach somewhere else, right? You know, in the same role, especially like with the Giants, what was being talked about. But another thing that just happened this last week, and I think this is kind of bad news for the player himself, but Andre Smith gets hit with the PED suspension six games. Um, He's been saying he's been fighting it since November, since uh, some of his Twitter uh, stuff, he's been putting that out there. Um, But I mean, this is a, this is a guy that they brought in, right. To be kind of that guy that was a veteran player that can just fill a role and be the guy. But when you're on a contender, six games off, uh, that's tough. It's very tough. Um, I, I was uh, very upset when I heard the news that Andre Smith was out because it's it's not so much I, I understand Andre Smith is a vital piece to the special teams, but it's not so much the player. It's just the storyline. You know, like those are the storylines that the Buffalo Bills just do not need in their locker room or hovering over their fan base or in the local media headlines, whether it's the Buffalo News or the NFL News for that matter. And uh, to be out for six games, um, I'm very curious to see what happens with him in terms of his future with the team. I know Sean McDermott runs a very tight ship, so will there be consequences beyond the six games? Will Andre Smith remain a Buffalo Bill once the six games are up? Um, that's another uh, one of many things to keep our eyes on uh, this season. Yeah, I think the new uh, practice squad rules are going to save him and that he probably will get an opportunity to 
work his way back here, right? Because he can sit there and if nobody else wants to take a shot at him and if somebody does, they would probably be willing to let him go because this is ugly looking, right? Like this is something that all of a sudden could spread like wildfire inside your locker room and you're like, what the heck just happened? Right. Right. Like I, we have a contender and then all of a sudden we, we, we don't and bad things are coming out of the locker room. So, but he is also a veteran player and sometimes when you're on a contender, you have to do things that you might not necessarily normally do either, right? So I'm not going to say that he did. He's saying that he didn't. So that's fine by me. Uh, but if I'm that level of player on this football team, I'm concerned about my position after having this happen for sure. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I, I feel he is safe. In, in my opinion, I, I would be shocked to see him go. Um, but it's just one of those things that this is a this is a much, much better team than what it was even you know last year i think on paper this team got even better over the course of this offseason it's gonna be very tough to make this team gone are the days where you go to st john fisher and they hand you the program during training camp and you're trying to figure out who can make this team or what what spots are open there are very few spots on this team that are open that are that are in play for you know, a fringe 75-man guy to squeak into a 53-man team. I, I feel like this team is pretty much carved out. Now, training camp might tell us otherwise. There could be a surprise here and there. There always is. But I think they'll be very few and far between in comparison to years past for this team. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is like when you, you kind of just mentioned it, right? Like he has a good story, and that's typically what we would latch on to as Bills fans, right? Because we want that guy to succeed, but there's really not room for stories anymore unless there's stories about how many victories you're putting up or how many big plays you're making or what, what you're doing to produce for this football team because it is a legit team, right? It, it's mm-hmm. nobody gets to just hang out anymore, right? So it's it, it's going to be interesting to see. So let's, let's kind of keep – trending down that path because this one I, I asked him, I had Jeff Bell on last week from football guys and asked him this. He's Bill's mafia as well. Uh, where do you stand with Poyer? This is, this is starting to drag, right? Um, where, where are you at with this? And I, I honestly, I, I'm a little bit disappointed um, as a fan of Drew Poyer and as a fan of the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm disappointed about this whole situation because truthfully, I think as a player, you have to have, that consistent chip on your shoulder if you're a Jordan Poyer. In order for Poyer to get to where he was, to where he is, he's he's always going to have that chip on his shoulder. He's had it the entire time he's been playing in the league, and, and that's what's made him the player that he is. But with that being said, it's very tough for me to look at Jordan Poyer prior to Buffalo and see him as the same player that he is now the last few years in Buffalo. Prior to being a Buffalo Bill, prior to joining up with quote-unquote Micah Hyde and, and Sean McDermott. Jordan Poyer, I'm not saying he was by any means. He was an NFL safety, you know, playing with the 1% of the 1%. But he became a Pro Bowl caliber player playing with Micah Hyde, playing in the Sean McDermott-style defense. So asking for more money is one thing, but knowing that, hey, if you were to ask for more money and the team decides, hey, we're not going to give it to you and we're going to let you go, can you be that same player that you've been in Buffalo on another team? And I have my doubts over that. As much as Jordan Poyer, I think, is a great player on this team, I wonder if he could be that same great player on another team, being that all-pro player playing alongside another safety that isn't named Micah Hyde. That duo together on that back end of this defense 
is largely what has made guys like Trey White so successful. It's helped young players like Tremaine Edmonds. It's helped young players like Ed Oliver. I, I feel like they are Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are like spaghetti and meatballs. Why would you pull those two things apart? They're better together. Um, and for Jordan Poyer, I'm just kind of scratching my head because what's the end game in this situation? Obviously, he wants more money, but if Buffalo isn't willing to give it to him, what is the end game for him? It's making yourself into a, a putting yourself into a situation that um, I don't think he deserves to be in. I think his play deserves to be talked about. Uh, rather than his desire to want more money. And everyone wants more money. I want more money at my job. You probably want more money at your job. But uh, you signed a contract. Until that contract is up, you have to abide by it. And uh, I'm curious to see how this situation uh, pans out, but it's one that I'm I'm disappointed that um, it's a situation at all, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I you can go back and look. When he signed with Rosenhaus, I said, this is trouble. This is yeah. big time trouble because that man's a shark and he's, he's typically associated with big money. Now, Poyer, I get what he's doing, right? I, I can, I have what he's doing. He, he's seeing a three-year window left in his career probably. Right. And so he's going after one last payday, which he deserves. But for all the reasons you just said, I don't know that we are the team that's going to pay him. Right. He might get that luxury of playing so good in our system that he gets paid big money and then maybe it's he's as great or it's not as good, but either way he gets that big payday, right? I think that I think that's what this is. When you go in get a guy like that, this is your final payday. So what I what I'm predicting is going to happen is we're going to rework him and pay him one big chunk this year, and after that he's a free agent, and they're going to look because I think there's other things possibly in play. I mean, if Trey White comes back different, is it a far fetched idea to move him to safety? Uh, if you have other things building, uh, maybe you have a guy in the room already that you really like. I just think when you're asking for money and you're on a contender that's got two other guys that we're going to touch on next that are also going to want to be paid, it's a risky move. Yes, yes, it's it's very risky when you're putting a team together. As Brandon Bean, your job is to keep the best team together for as long as humanly possible. And right now, he has achieved a job of putting a great team together and somewhat keeping the main pieces, getting the big contract done for Josh Allen, um, getting Ed Oliver done. Some of the guys we'll mention soon, getting those guys done. Is Jordan Poyer on that list? No, because... They already checked off that box. They checked off that box uh, about a year and a half ago, it seems. Uh, maybe even sooner than that. I, I don't know the exact timetable on when he got his last contract, but it was relatively recently. So it's very tough for Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and the powers that be in the Bills organization to then go back and say, okay, well, yeah, if you want more money, we're, we're going to pay you. When they just paid him. You know, they just made him a contract. So it's a very tricky situation. It's a fine line that... You know, Brandon Bean doesn't want to um, agitate a player that he does see that everyone knows is a leader on this team. Make no mistake about it. Jordan Poyer is one of the best players on this roster. But I have a very hard time wrapping my head around the idea that Jordan Poyer would be the player he is currently than what he is, uh, than what he could be on another team. Um, I think he'd be setting himself up for failure if he were to go to a team that is in desperate need of a safety that doesn't really have many defensive pieces on the table uh, for him to work with, and, and it wouldn't be the same situation that he's in right now. Buffalo is the best situation for almost every player in the NFL, let alone for Jordan Poyer. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I think the when you saw them go and sign Hyde, 
to his career kind of ending extension, I think that spoke to what they believe in. Uh, I, yes, Poyer's he's a monster, but Hyde's he's he's more up here, and Poyer's more the monster that's going to you know be that guy, right? So it, it's one of those things. So this flips us into this next area because now we're juggling all sorts of pieces. Bean's got everybody up in the air, and now I've been hearing all week this big showdown between you get to choose between Dawson Knox or Edmonds, who gets your money. And I'll give you some numbers right now. Sport Track has Knox about 12.4, Edmonds about 13.8. And just for reference, Poyer's at 10.7. A value okay. type of mon- numbers, right? So who who gets your money? I I have a very uh I have a very interesting theory on this, Colt. Um and, and the theory is this. I think if if you were to ask me just bluntly, like which one would I resign to a longer extension? It would be Dawson Knox, um, and that might come to a surprise to a lot of people. But to be honest with you, if you really go back and if you DVR at every Buffalo Bills game like I did, and if you still have them on your DVR like I do, and I go back and watch them, even the ones that were the losses that were rough, the Tampa Bay's, the Jacksonville's, uh, the Tennessee Titans, I, I watch them over again. Uh, probably about two or three times since the season ended, and I saw Tremaine Edmonds regress as the season wore on. Uh, There is something to his game instinctually that is just not there right now. I'm not saying that it can't be there because that would mean I'd be writing him off uh, for this upcoming season. I do believe that the addition of Von Miller is going to greatly help everybody on the defense, especially Tremaine Edmonds, but I got to go based off of what I've seen thus far. And what I've seen thus far is a middle linebacker with athletic talent, a young middle linebacker, to say the least, drafted by the Bills at age 19, 6'5, 240, 4'4 speed. He's got all the intangibles, but for whatever reason, he can't seem to plug the run, can't seem to pass cover when needed. And it's something that has been a real problem for this Buffalo Bills defense in crunch time situations the Brashad Perriman play the plug in the gaps on Derrick Henry um, on that one run that really was the only run that Derrick Henry needed. Damian Harris on, on a run against the Patriots. Uh, there were plenty of plays over the course of the season that Shemaine Edmonds was just not there. And then you flip the coin as to why would I want Dawson Knox to stay? Dawson Knox just had a career season. Dawson Knox, there, there's more potential for Dawson Knox to continue to have career years based on who's throwing him the ball and based on Knox's talent than ends in my opinion. And I think the Bills did something very, very smart that I think is being overlooked, and it's because of the fact that on the day that Von Miller was signed, the Buffalo Bills announced that O.J. Howard was signed. So the O.J. Howard move kind of fell by the wayside. Not many people talked about it until, you know, the Buffalo, you know, the Buffalo media was talking about it, of course, but you know, it really fell by the wayside in terms of the national attention because Von Miller, anytime a team signs Von Miller, it's going to trump the news of O.J. Howard, right? But I think that sent a message to Dawson Knox that, hey, if you don't have a year similar to what you just had, we got somebody on a one-year deal that if he does okay, we're more than comfortable with signing him to a lesser deal and maybe letting you walk if you're commanding too much money, even if you do have this banner year and you pull maybe a, dare I say, a Jordan Poyer where you're asking for more money than what you're worth uh, to the Bills. He's worth X. Maybe to another team he's worth more than that. But try seeing Dawson Knox 
have numbers in an offense without a quarterback. Try seeing Jordan Poyer have numbers without a defensive piece around him like Micah Hyde. It's it's a, a very tricky X's and O's decision, but if it were up to me, I really feel like if I were to make that decision right now, I would say Dawson Knox out of the two. I think this upcoming year for Edmonds is the biggest year of his career. Has to step up. He has to be better than what he was last year. And if he isn't, um, it might not be that hard of a decision to make. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you on this. I would have. I would have been going the same way. Uh, I believe the way that he's ascending with Josh Allen uh, is way more valuable at this point than what I'm getting on the other side of the ball. Uh, Edmonds is a. He's a stud. He, he's consistently does well, um, but the killer instinct seems to be missing. Like just that kill, like that. When you think of Fred Warner, you think of guys that you, you see him in the backfield all the friggin' time making the play, right? Like that's what, that's what I'm missing. Right. And when you, when you encapsulate how great your defense is, you feel like you can take a piece and be like, yeah, let's try this and see. Right. And just, and so to me, and I think what well, you talked about this with the OJ Howard piece, I also think that they brought in some undrafted guys. They drafted a linebacker. There's there's written evidence on the wall that they understand there's going to be a decision that has to be made, and they're they're backing up players looking for the next guy already, right? In case it doesn't work out. So Dawson Knox to me, he had he was 14th in the league in touchdowns this year overall. Wide receiver, tight end, overall 14th. He was 14th. I mean, that's that's ascending. Right. And, and to me, Josh Allen, you keep him with Stefan Diggs. You keep him with Knox moving forward. You hopefully get the running back situation behind him. This is long term greatness if you can work together on that side of the ball. So I'd give the money the same way. Yeah, I, I think that that is a question that a lot of Bills fans are going to be debating. But I think it's, it's one worth asking. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I get in some of this. Yeah, there's there's different things happening. You can't tell me that Fred Warner would not find his way through a hole with the way that our defensive line has been playing just the past couple of years, and especially this year. Like that's, I think you spoke to that earlier, Ryan. Where Edmonds, this is a great opportunity for him because Devon Miller is now on the team. He's going to spread things a little bit more. The gaps should essentially get bigger to run through this season, hopefully. Right. So. Right kill it this year and I got no problem keeping you but somebody's got to go or somebody's got to take less and if I got to choose I'm going to go with Knox at this point me too I mean I just like it so overall right we we, we've been trickling around uh, this that and the other but the whole point of this is there's a lot of I still think there's a lot of question marks on the roster even though it's as tied up as it is I think there's a lot of question marks, right? It's around Trey White. It's what's going to happen with the cornerbacks. You know, like, what's that going to truly look like? The defense, I think, is still going to be really good, so we're not super worried, right? But is this team, the way it sits right now, is it is it capable of being that Super Bowl winner? I think so. Uh, I honestly, I've said this to anyone that I can uh, in terms of whether the team is a Super Bowl winner. Anyone that I've talked to, whether it's just – my friends, my family, anytime they talk about the Buffalo Bills with me, I feel like the Buffalo Bills should have won the Super Bowl last year. And, yeah, woulda, coulda, shoulda. The Kansas City game hurt. Uh, we could have been in the AFC Championship game hosting that game against Cincinnati. I think we would have beat them. 
I'm sitting at my friend's house. They're having the Super Bowl party. Everyone's laughing. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone's, uh, you know, drinking beers, eating wings, pizza. I'm sitting there and I'm I'm mad. I was mad during that Super Bowl because the whole first half told me that if the Saint, if the pardon me, if the L.A. Rams almost said St. Louis, if the L.A. Rams got off to that slow of a start against the Buffalo Bills, man. That that would have been our Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I, that's just that's just how I thought during that Super Bowl. Um, that if the Buffalo Bills were playing the Rams and they got off to a slow start against us, we would have ran away. We would have put points on the board with our offense. It, we wouldn't have been a lackluster offense. Our offensive line wouldn't have been a sieve. Cincinnati's was for Joe Burrow. Um, but for this year, I think the Bills really understood. Brandon Bean really understood that you have a window of opportunity in this league that's open, and as soon as it opens, you blink and it's shut. And you have to strike while the iron's hot. You have to get better when you're in this window. And how do you get better? You get better by adding impact players that are proven, not just a not just a signing. Von Miller is not just a signing. Von Miller is a proven pedigree-type player in the NFL that everywhere he's played, whether it was at A&M whether it was uh, at Denver, whether it was with the Rams, he has been a difference maker. And so many fans, I was shocked by this, when they made the move for Von Miller, there was a lot of people trepidation, I guess you could say, saying that, oh man, they gave him a big contract and he's on the wrong side of 30 and he's washed and this and that. I saw a lot of that. I don't know if you did, Colt, but I did. I heard it. I saw it. Let me tell you, if... Von Miller is washed. Why was the team that just had him, that just traded X, Y, and Z to get him, why were they trying so hard in a bidding war with the Buffalo Bills to keep him if he was washed? And you go to Von Miller's YouTube, and yeah, maybe he cut up a little video and spliced things together, but the Rams were calling. Buffalo was calling. The Rams were calling. Buffalo was calling. And Buffalo got him. So... It, to me, I, I don't think Von Miller is washed. I think he is a huge missing piece to this uh, team. And another guy that I think the pressure is on him in so many ways is the rookie out of Florida, Kair Elam. However this youngster makes his impact, if he makes an immediate impact on this team, the, 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 the wagons are circling. We're, we're a full go. If Kyer Elam is that immediate impact difference maker that I think he can be, then this team is going to be a freight train. Um, and they're going to be tough to slow down. They're going to be running people over. They're going to be hitting people in the mouth. And it's going to be very, very fun. I think this team is going to be shades of old school football in comparison to what we were accustomed to even 10, 15 years ago. And this offense, as we talked about with Ken Dorsey, should be even more high-flying with the attack mode mindset that Ken Dorsey has. So I would be very disappointed if the Buffalo Bills weren't in the Super Bowl at the very least this season. Uh, I think they can win it. Um, I, I, I think this should be the year. I think Josh Allen's the guy that the, the prime of his career is here and now. Uh, Stephon Diggs is here for the long haul. I didn't think I'd say that. You know, I, I really was worried about the extension. Um, all signs point to this team being a powerhouse in the AFC for the foreseeable future, and this is the year to start it.
Yeah, I mean, I I agree with a ton of that. The the Von Miller stuff, especially to me, I mean, it's a two year deal. It's it's this is right. a monster deal. It's a two year deal. Yeah, he got paid a lot of money for that. But if you look at the stature of where he was last year and who got paid what, they didn't pay that much money for the this two years. And they're and they're playing they're paying for a kill shot. They're not paying for constant production and all this other stuff, right? They're playing for hey, we're ready to win the game. We need somebody to sack the quarterback so he doesn't even have a chance to throw the ball. Can you go do that for us, right? And that's what that guy is there for. So I, I do believe that we are in a very, very good position this year, and I'm excited. I, I think the, the opening schedule is going to be very in, interesting to see how we get through that because there's there's some teams that will have opportunities early on in the season to give you fits, right? Teams don't necessarily get tape on you and get to see what we're doing. We, we watched Pittsburgh do it to us last year, right? It was That was a sh- just a terrible team. But because it was like the first week, you know, it's the first time you're playing and it's the opener. There's like so many variables. It's just you got to get through those things. But I agree. This is a powerhouse football team that with health, uh, just some just consistency. And this is the first time in a long time that the defense doesn't have to be great. Right. This this these are not defenses that have to be great. If they finish top 10, that that's great. If they even if they're 15 with this offense being probably top five. I, I think you're still a very competitive team in that nature. Uh, but I, I'm excited for it. If I had to say contender right now, after the, the the train that's been rolling, I mean, you start feeling like the the step is there, right? It's it's time, right? Yeah. But we do have a little bit of Buffalo that still sticks around. I mean, I think we saw it in the match last night when Josh Allen misses a putt by like this much. That's just like the game changer, right? We're all like, oh, crap. Are you kidding me? Like, no, not no. Not with this guy, too, right? Not when we have a superstar, no, but I think he's different. You look at him and sitting against those guys, he's just different. He's built two times their size. This is different. What we're doing here is different. Uh, I, I do believe that this is our time, and we are a contender. So I agree. But so – uh, that's pretty much going to do it for us tonight, everybody. I really want to take uh, thank Ryan for coming on and hanging out. Everybody that's uh, listening in and been chiming in and appreciate all you guys. Uh, Ryan, you got anything you want to shout out before you get out of here? Uh, other than the fact that I really appreciate you having me on, Colt, uh, I have to say today was a uh, somber day for Bill's Mafia because it was the end of an era officially. Ryan Fitzpatrick, there he is, the stud. Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, said so long, 17 years, nine different teams. But, hey, I think we can all agree his career really started in Buffalo. That's where the Fitz magic really began. Um, And uh, shout out to him. Awesome guy. I got to meet him uh, on a really chance occurrence. Um, I didn't even know it was him until I turned and saw him standing next to me. So it was really cool uh, to meet him. And uh, he was a really cool guy. So I'm happy for him that he got to – go out on his own terms and uh yeah as well you know if you guys liked what you heard from me colt i really appreciate you having me on uh you guys can follow me on twitter at ryan thomas take check out my podcast the thomas take sports podcast it's available on all audio podcasting platforms as well as visually uh on youtube and uh go bills i am so excited for this season i really think this is the year where the buffalo bills finally bring home that vince lombardi trophy 
Absolutely love it. Thanks so much for coming on, Ryan. Make sure you guys are following him. Make sure you guys head over to stjude.org if you have an opportunity to take a look over there, if you can help out or send that information over to somebody else. That's incredible, too. Appreciate all you guys have been following the show since I moved over uh, you know, to the SB Nation here at Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, it's been awesome. I appreciate you guys chiming in and being part of what we're doing. Uh, there's going to be more coming as we get ready for another exciting season for the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Go Bills. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out.